Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 20. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Hunter, what's your drink? This drink I cracked before the podcast, and I am loving it. This is the uh, Secret Machine Cherry Cobbler Pie a la mode. It is a cherry sour, and it is uh, continuing the same theme as my drink last week of being a sour that's definitely on the sweeter than sour side, but this one definitely has more to the sour. I mean, you know, you can get some very sour cherries just normally in the, and the flavor of the sour, I don't know. It's, it's definitely strong, but like you almost don't notice it because it's almost like you're having some nice tart cherries, uh, in a drink. So it is, uh, it's really good. I'm, uh, it's, you know, I'm two for two over the past two weeks with really, really good sours. Sounds good. The a la mode makes me think that it, it must have, like, lactose in it. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Oh, that, so that's it, what a la mode is? I, f- I forgot. Well, a la mode is with ice cream. Yeah. But it makes me think that yeah, it's, like, a, a bit creamier, so you know, I would they assume might be they a added little lactose. Bit yeah, but, like, I've had some other lactose beers on the pod, and the lactose really jumped out at you. This one is much more subtle. So, like, since, since you mentioned it, because I kind of forgot what a la mode meant, um... Like, there definitely is some, but it's not dominant. It's a very nice, like, hint. That's nice. Yeah, Cass was drinking a, a milkshake sour a couple of days ago, and we were discussing with our friends. Uh, they'd never even heard of lactose being added to beers. And we were like, oh, it's pretty common. And they thought that was disgusting. Did so, they try it? No, I, they didn't no. try it. But Oh, actually, Axel tried it. Yeah, I, I think they would have they would have enjoyed it. Like, I, I don't think that it's as bad as you might think. You're like, milk in a beer? Yeah, but yeah. it like it's actually a very common thing. It just right. makes the beer creamier. I mean, I, mm-hmm. Axel didn't like it. Jackie refused to try it. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, well, Trace, I I know what you happen to be sipping on right now. But do you want to inform the listeners? Yeah, I'm uh, currently drinking another backcountry as always, and uh, this one is called Nuke It from Orbit. It's the only way to be sure, which I believe is an alien reference. Um. But I've never seen Alien, so uh, I I can't a hundred percent be sure. Uh, is Cass gonna? Are you going to double check me up. right now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get from orbit. I guess this is a whole podcast of people who have not seen Alien. Then I have not. Yeah, seen Alien, no. yeah. <laughs> I, I need to see it, but I have it is probably, aliens. Uh, it is aliens. Okay. Um. I was thinking, it was, like, I knew it was, like, a movie that featured extraterrestrials. I just wasn't sure if it was literally aliens. It's The movie is Alien, not Aliens, right? Is, is it Aliens? Different? I think they might be different movies. Like, Yeah, I mean, Alien is the, like, iconic movie. Yeah, aliens that's what I was thinking. Aliens is something different. Is Aliens, uh, like, a sequel to Alien? Uh, I typed that quote into Google, and it came up as Aliens. In parentheses. Okay, so. so interestingly, Alien came out in 1979, whereas Aliens came out in. Oh, I typed the wrong word there. Aliens 86. came out in, yeah, in 86. So maybe it was a sequel? I feel like I've heard it. Looks like, it looks like it is. Um, I've heard of it as a sequel for sure. But I yeah, haven't seen right. any of them, which I'm sure we're going to get roasted for by somebody in the Discord. But yes, probably. Yes. I, I have not seen any of them either. Yeah, you guys like to pick up on little things that we don't know or do know mm-hmm. and call us out for it. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
But yeah, so that it is a uh, Citra West Coast IPA that I'm drinking, um, and it's pretty good. It's a pretty heavy IPA. Um, yeah, I mean, West Coast IPAs 7%. are typically like that. But it t- it tastes good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty pretty fruity. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on a um. I'm also drinking an IPA today. I I went on a bit of a uh, you know, a binge of bunch of sours. In, when I was out in Whistler for the last couple of days, and they ended up being too sour for my taste. I like my sours to not just be incredibly tart. Is that the word? Yeah, I mean, you had one of those mosaics that I had a few weeks ago on the pod. Yeah, um, that was that was extremely sour, and I like that about sour. it. And then I had another one that was like the exact same thing, like extremely sour, and I like sours a lot, but. It was the like I had them back to back, and it was just too much sour, uh, and not enough. Like I, I felt like I didn't get enough of the other flavors in it. Um, but at any rate, I've been drinking a lot of sours for the past couple of days, so I decided to go back to my other mainstay kind of beer, which is a hazy IPA. So I have an Eclipse Equinox Sabro IPA by Fieldhouse Brewing. And then after that, I've got a hazy Deepa in the fridge from, I've got four of them, I want to say from Phillips. That uh, sounded good. I, it was just a little bit heavy. I was like, do I really want a Deepa right now? Yeah, I mean, I've just been drinking so much sours lately. I was like, I, I got to get some more IPAs. And I was looking at a bunch of the other stuff and like a lot of the stuff that they had, I just like, I knew what they were. And like the lady, the, store, the, the lady at the store, the lady at the store, like we walked, I walked in. I was like, "Okay, what's new?" And she pointed to the uh, Eclipse Equinox, and I was like, "Cool, I'm going for that." And then there I you grabbed go. some other backup beers. Yeah, I really can't wait for Hunter to come out to BC and try like a true Vancouver sour. Ooh, baby! <laughs> they make, they make it good them. out there. I hear. I've I haven't been able to find like what I think of as a sour anywhere else. Really? I mean, uh, Flying Dog. At least Hunter knows them. Mm-hmm. I believe he should. Flying Dog is going to make a bunch of sours um, that are, I'd say, pretty typically what you would, like, stereotypically, that's a sour. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, um, way, way to just ruin my entire point, but... Yeah, but well, I, I do think Hunter should come out here and try try our beers, because I fuck Absolutely. heavily with backcountry. And backcountry really? is fucking delicious. <laughs> um, yep. If you haven't been able to tell from the previous 19 <laughs> episodes. Yep. Either Chase or I typically has a backcountry in our. Hands. God, we should get a backcountry sponsorship. We at this should point. get a backcountry. Like we're just giving them free yeah. advertising for all of you people that live in Vancouver, which is, I mean, I'm assuming like none. Oh, we've got E. Oh yeah, we have, we have one one person. One. We, have, we have Doobie. Um. <laughs> okay, so Valorant stuff happened this week. Um, Chase and I were out of town. I haven't really played the last couple of days. Apparently, Brim got nerfed. Um, fuck yeah. you, Riot. Yeah, Stim Beacon more expensive. You can only get one of them. They said it was to make you make a deliberate choice about using your utility instead of just being like, Stim Beacon go burr, and then, oh, second Stim Beacon go burr. So, this is dumb. This is the worst change. <laughs> fuck, fuck having. I, okay, I played, I mained an agent. That everybody told me always is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone's like, you are throwing by picking Brim as your controller. Like, why would you play Brim? 
and then finally he gets a buff and he's in the meta and he's fun to play. I, he's yep. always been fun to play for me, but everyone now thinks he's fun to play. And I'm like, okay, I'm picking an agent that people actually want on their team comp. And then now they're just like a week later, fuck you. You only get one of those stim beacons. And it's just like, it just makes him less fun to play. Because there's just less yeah. circumstances where you can or will use that stim beacon because you might be saving it for a better circumstance. Right? Just having the backup of another one enables you to use that stim beacon when you want to. Um, and I was kind of just getting into the habit of pressing the C button, which I'd never done before. Um, yeah. So now I'm like, well, am I just going to fall back into the same thing of never hitting the C button because I'm saving it? And then I just forget it's there. Right, um, and then Brim you... is the exact same thing as always. Yeah, but if you die without utility, or if you die with utility left, like now, ob okay, obviously this is somewhat circumstantial, but like maybe you could have done something to keep yourself alive, right, or benefit your team in some manner. Like, you, I feel like most agents should be dropping most of the utility. Everywhere. Okay, so you had yeah. t two stem beacons. The places where you would use them is typically like, what you're gonna use one to push onto site. If you're doing like a rush, which is not a good strategy anyway, but like it, it's Rushing fun. Through the choke is like you don't necessarily have to like five man death ball, but like yeah, you, but you get to stim like up a, three, a couple people. And... Yeah, but if you're doing like a three two split, right, and you drop your stim beacon down, and now three people explode onto site, guns blazing, like that's that's pretty solid. And then you've got two people splitting in from the other end, either cleaning up kills or causing a distraction yeah you okay know. so that's a it's a good place to use a stim beacon yeah. it, was, it was fun because you know you just throw that on the ground and your whole team goes zoom mm -hmm. um and then it's it was nice to have one to like hold site right so i, I like to use the stim beacon to peak like to jiggle peak mm -hmm. um and it was extremely useful to like say i'm hiding behind a box on site like holding an angle i can just jiggle peak that angle super quickly um especially if I know somebody is there and it's very useful for holding site or like being in any engagement after you get the spike down. Mm -hmm. Right. Or same thing. If you're on defense, you would throw that if like you want to peek an angle off the bat. Um, yeah. And so like having those two options was great. And now you have to choose one of them, which one is more useful. I... Probably the attack onto site, which you could still do, but then yeah. you're losing out on the, on the further utility of it i guess that's the trade-off that's why he was right. nerfed but i i just don't see why i i feel like a lot of the nerf came down to them being like oh we don't want you to be able to like insta chuck one not think about it and then if your hit doesn't go as planned still have that utility for your second exec or but if be your able hit to didn't fast. go as planned how are you like are you still gonna be there alive with another stim beacon well, well, I'm saying, or, like, like okay, I dropped my stim, we're ready to go. Maybe Viper Smoke Orb comes up, or you get, like, mollied off or something like that. And then you're like, oh, like, we can fast rotate now. You drop your second stim beacon, and then everybody just walks through that, gets the buff, and now you're sprinting to the other site. Um, okay, so it actually doesn't help you very much on rotation. Like, it, it, it's a it's a buff, but it's not that big of a time save. It's 15% speed. Yeah, 15, but like... But it doesn't last the entire time of your rotation. Right, right. 
So right. it's I not mean, a 15% faster rotation. It's sure, maybe sure. a I mean, yeah. 5%. Okay. I, I guess it depends on exactly what map you're on. Obviously, some rotates are quicker than others. but like... Yeah, but even if you're going from, like, I don't know, fucking Haven C to B. Mm -hmm. it's... Well, I think the when you had two of them, the double stim for your rotate, like using both stims and your rotate. Yeah, if it's a short rotate, you could definitely yeah. get there, but then you're using all your utility anyway. Right. And it's yeah. still, like, 15% faster, like, is not a fuck ton. No, but, like, obviously any percent change can throw off people's timings, right? Like, one of the things that I, well, I keep in mind... To an extent. Right, but like, I'm just saying, one of the things that I keep in mind when I know there's a Neon on the other team is just, like, they could be on our flank faster than I might think, and so I typically have this, you know, like, alarm bell go off in my head to, like, maybe check flank. And, like, when there's a Neon on the other team, that goes off faster than when there isn't. Right? Yeah, but the thing is, I don't know exactly the specific number, but Neon's speed boost is not a 15% speed boost. I think it's something more like a 50% speed boost. Like, Neon goes zooming when she is in her, uh, her yeah, sure. printy thing. So, like, a 15% difference when it comes to rotations or when it comes to being pushed from flank or something. Like, realistically... There are very few situations where you have perfect intel on where the enemy team is at the start of the round and then at a point where you can know precisely how long it will take them to flank you and that 15% would make, will make a significant difference. So I mean, it's really only a couple of seconds. Sure. And for the record here, I'm 100% playing doubles advocate. I don't think Brim should have gotten nerfed. Like I I did not see that as a as a problem. I did not think having two of them was broken. And if somebody well, else suggested maybe just give it a cooldown like you could still have two of them but like i think give the it a cooldown cool like between the two seconds. yeah i think there was like a 10 second cooldown like maybe jump that up to 25 right yeah like, i i agree with that i think that would be, I, I think that'd be perfectly it. reasonable and if you want to increase the price a bit to somewhat harm his econ as like a bit of a nerf that's fine too i think i think taking the second one away is a bit heavy-handed that that i 100 percent agree with well, Chase, yeah, on, the, on the, the econ price. note, on the econ note, Chase, before the change, so when you last played Brim, since you haven't played since the change, um, if you bought full utility, how much money was that? Like, was that a full eight hundred dollars on pistol round, or was it somewhat less? Uh, what two two fifty plus two hundred plus two hundred? So okay, so you know the numbers. I didn't even know the numbers off the top of my head. Yeah, the um, smokes are a hundred. The stim the stimmies were one hundred. And what's your Molly? I think it's two fifty. Mm. So then that would be what uh, seven fifty, six fifty. Oh, six fifty. What? Oh yeah, because the Molly's only. Wait, oh, no, 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 one year right? is free. One year smokes is free. Yeah, that's why I said it was. Yeah, 200 yeah so for two two hundred for smokes, and then two hundred for stims. And then like the the econ hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah, the econ, the econ hasn't, hasn't changed, changed at all. You just because they doubled it in price yeah. and, and gave you one less, so it's the same amount for full yeah, that, utility. That's honestly weird then because there's lots of room to work in the price increase there. Like you could you could have easily done, you know, fifty dollars more per stim beacon and add a cooldown. That, maybe not even both, but like if you added in both, you know, that's very possible. Um you know, I'm going to, as you can probably tell by the way I've been contributing to the conversation, I do agree with both of you guys that I feel like this Brim nerf is very unnecessary. And I kind of wonder what's driving it. 
because this is such a quick nerf after a change. Like I think back to when Killjoy came out as the first agent since the launch of the game and um, her people were really hating playing against her nano swarms. And so they very quickly came out with a nerf to the damage that the nano swarms did. And I felt at the time as someone who was playing Killjoy and also playing against Killjoys that that nerf was premature because, you know, uh, people hadn't taken the time to get used to playing around the ability. Um, and I, but the, but the thing that confuses me in this case is that I, I think that, but also with the Killjoy nanos, people were bitching all day long on Reddit about how much they hated Killjoy nanos. Like there was a community outcry against them. Whereas in this case, I've been, fo- I follow the Valorant Reddit pretty closely. I really haven't seen anyone complaining about Brim's stim beacon. Uh, well, stim beacons before they were nerfed. And we've now got to see some pro play. And it's not like, oh my god, Brim is now the only controller anyone plays. He's completely pushed Astra and Viper and Omen out of the meta. There's actually, in fact, quite a healthy dose of all four of the controllers in the pro games that we got to see on that patch. So it's really confusing to me, like, what led them to make this change? Because obviously they thought it through before they made the change to give him two speedy stim beacons. So what was it that made them reconsider and say, this is too strong? Because I'm just not seeing any evidence that it is too strong. No, I, sorry, Chase, you probably are better. I mean, were, were they just, like, looking at how much the stim beacon was used and was like, wow, there's a huge jump from zero to 50% use? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's an infinite percentage increase. Oh yeah, my like, god. <laughs> like, that's not possible. Like, oh, I, no. it was, I, I've not seen it either where people have been complaining about how the Steam Beacons have been working. It just seems insane. Um, yeah. That you, that you would nerf the character after a week. Like, nobody was saying, like, oh, you've, like, way overbuffed Brim. Um, and in, in the pro scene, like exactly as you were saying, we were having this conversation in a game the other day that um, at at that point in the games that have been played since um, the new patch, there was a thirty uh, percent pick rate about for each eight or for each controller, and that's because some controllers are like picked like you have two controllers and some team comps, so that number adds up to more than a hundred. But um. Yeah. That was like basically a completely even split between all four controllers, which is exactly what they were trying to do with the patch. So then you're gonna yeah. go in and be like, "Oh, but Brim, we still want to be worse than the rest." I mean, I think I know. Yeah, again, like I, I, I don't know what Riot's thinking, but like the only thing that I can th- really think of is that the they they possibly did not like the way in which it changed the pro meta. Um, it's like the only thing I can think of is like they they have a vision for how they want the pro meta to look like and function, and they thought that this this change that they made to Brim was kind of destroying their image of how they want the pro meta to function. Like, that's kind of the only thing I can think of. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, though, because we saw relatively equal play amongst the four controllers. Brim was not dominating. Like, equal play aside, like, like, I'm saying that they have an image on how they want their game to play at the professional level. 
and or at any level, they, and perhaps they were perhaps like the, they thought that this change was not beneficial to what they wanted to see. Is what yeah, I would I would say that I feel like it doesn't really make sense that they have some sort of weird agenda for the pro meta. But one thing I just thought of now, as you were saying that, Cass, is it's possible that they were collecting data on agent win rates since the patch dropped, and Brim's win rate was way too high over the other controllers. That maybe and he was win like rate has always been higher than the other controllers. Well, maybe at like certain levels. I I don't think Brim's win rate at like the radiant level before was super high or even if it was there weren't many people playing brim at the radiant level so mm-hmm. like you know maybe if maybe maybe uh they're like okay we have a big sample size now because a lot more people are playing brim and his win rate is far above the other controllers therefore we need to we need to do something to tune him back like maybe maybe that's what was going on i mean it's certainly possible that what you said is true Cass. i just can't i just don't see a way it really makes any sense mm-hmm I mean, and as far as the pro meta goes, I I don't think this change is going to eliminate him from the pro meta. Right? Yeah, like I don't the, like I, I I do think that the the strength of Brim, at least since a buff that he got way back in the day, has always been his smoke duration, and the fact that he can go, ping ping ping, bam, they all go down. So, like I I like that that part of his kit still exists, and I think is still very valuable for uh, like site execs. Okay, but but that ex- that existed team. before the fucking buff and he was not played at all. Again, right? we like, discussed like I think not launch viper but maybe like right after launch viper would have been played in the pro meta. She just wasn't because nobody cared to play her until she got those massive buffs. We talked about how Brim had good utility, but the fact that one of his like pieces of utility was just fucking useless. Yeah, but it's not useless. You, exactly. Now, now, it, it's now not it's useless. not useless. But it's not u- like, just... your, your stem beacon still functions the way that it did before. You just don't have two of them. You know, yeah, there's about just no the reason. Yeah, there's just no reason that I can see to to nerf him. Right? Like, if, if it makes no difference regardless, other than... Brim is just more fun to play with two stim beacons. Um, yeah. why why nerf him? You're just like it's if it's making no difference in the pro meta, and making no difference to how you realistically pr- play Brim. All you're doing is nerfing the fun you're having. Yeah, and I I feel like we're we're kind of coming to a similar conclusion as we all came to when it came to a very uh, different topic which was the 100 Thieves roster change. It was, you know, they only gave it a couple weeks, and then they're like, oh, time to pull the plug. Same thing with the Brim here. It's like, maybe it's overpowered, but I really feel like we need more time to see, and I don't feel like it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, seems like it was just way too soon to make a change at all. I mean, I I agree with that, but I can, again, continuing to play Devil's Advocate here, uh, like, the controllers are arguably, well, I would say not arguably, but we'll toss that term out anyway, uh, the most important class in Valorant. Like I you... disagree. Okay. Well, <laughs> Go ahead. We can get to that later. Um, like, like it, it, especially at, like, high levels of play, like, you need a controller on your team. And I disagree. I, I agree with that. Obviously. Well, yeah, you, but like, need, I think like, this is just a dumb conversation. This entire to- that that topic right there, Cass, is just dumb because you need all the different types 
not maybe not all, but they all work together in their own role. It's like you need a duelist, you need a flash, right? Like saying you need I, I, a controller okay, is yes, the same I, I, way. At like, pro levels of play, sure. Throughout the variation of ranks, I've won no, plenty okay, of perhaps, like no perhaps controller. Some, yeah, comps, okay, right? perhaps irons, bronze, and maybe some silver games like your team comp, like whatever. Fuck it, like doesn't really matter that much. But like as soon as you cross this certain threshold. Like, you, you kind of fucking need smokes. And I get into a game, and oftentimes I don't notice we don't have flashes until that comes and bites me in the ass. But, like, I will notice immediately if we don't have smokes on our team, as soon as the agents are picked. And that feels like a huge disadvantage that you are starting with if you don't have smokes. Whereas, like, some pro teams run run no duelist comps. I don't know to what success they've had with them, but like some do. Very minimal success. It's sure. some, the like, no duels. Yeah. <laughs> some teams run um, yeah. no flashes at, at pro play. Yeah. I don't, like, I have literally never seen a pro game run no smokes. Yeah, I mean, none of us have. Because okay, I don't I, think that, that that's ever happened. Right. <laughs> like, okay, I, so I, that I, is kind I, of proving Cass's point. Yeah, because the because this class is so important, I feel that like perhaps they are they're really trying to like, you know, like they they want to really fine tune it, and if they think that they overtuned it, and now they're going to dumb it back a bit, and then get some more numbers on it, and then maybe revert the change, maybe not fully revert the change, but like, uh, fall somewhere in between, right? I mean, yeah, that's what they did with Viper, and they've like changed her obviously since then but you know they they mm-hmm. over buffed her and then put her back but at that point everybody was complaining about how like viper's wall was impossible to push through and how you like it was marshall just, a fucking op it yeah. was yeah it was way too much right and then they were like oh okay like i guess we should go somewhere in the middle and it worked out really well mm-hmm. yeah. but you have not heard at least in the past couple of weeks since the patch went live the same kind of complaints about Brim. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like Cass here defending why Jet should never be nerfed, but the fact that you guys are agreeing with me makes me feel better about my argument. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I will say that I think a big difference between the controllers and other roles Cass is that I, I... believe this is true i'm trying to think if it is yeah i think i think there are the least controllers of any class besides maybe tied with sentinels sage killjoy cypher chamber right so four sentinels four controllers Mm -hmm. and all the other roles have more than four with duelist being the most at six is that correct i want to make sure i'm right on that before i continue does that sound right yeah okay so i think how many how many initiators was out there sova sky Breach KO. Okay. Is there maybe not? So maybe there's four of every class and then six duelists. Besides duelists, there's six duelists. Okay. Because well, either way, but no, he's he's included in the six. He is a duelist in classification, regardless of how you'd like to consider him. Mm -hmm. Um. So when it comes to the need for smokes, I think the reason why, like, saying that you know your controller is the most important part of your team is not how I view things is because on many maps you need a controller 
and there is often at least one controller who is the wrong controller for the map. Like, for example, playing Brim on Breeze. Brim is not the right controller for Breeze. And so, yeah, if you pick that one controller, it'll make the game significantly harder. But at the end of the day, controllers also, if we're looking at the pro level, frequently require some of the least uh, aim to play effectively because their utility is very important. So, like, you know, for me it's tough because, you know, if you forced a team to always run one, run either one or two of Neon and Yoru as their duelists on every map, then, like, you know, that would have a pretty severe disruption versus if they just took one controller and, like, removed him from the game permanently. Or, like, forced people to use one of two controllers. Like, if you just said... Your two controllers are Astra and Brim, and you have to use one of the two of them on every map. Like, I feel like that would disrupt the meta much less than if they said, you have to play either Neon or Yoru on every map. So, like, that's where I kind of disagree with what with what you're saying. That, yeah, you need a controller, but you don't necessarily need, like, just this one controller. And so I don't think they're the most significant. You also just went and cherry-picked the two worst. Well, okay, not two worst. I don't know where Phoenix falls into that category. But, like... The worst. Yeah, I didn't use the word, so there you have it. Okay, I I think it's different of saying, like, oh, like, we're going to remove these other characters, but then you are saying, oh, you're forced to play Neon or Yoru. Well, I I said that you... I I, I worded it that way because if I said, what if you removed two controllers or two duelists, that would obviously be favorable to the duelists because there are more of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, I thought it was more clear to just pick two from either class. Mm. And just consider it that way. I don't, and I Astra like and Brim, parts... I picked Astra and Brim because both of them have limitations where you would really prefer to have someone else. On some maps, you'd really prefer to have a Viper over an Astra. And then on mm-hmm. some maps, you would really prefer, you know, to be able to not be limited in your smokes that in the way that Brim is in terms of his range. Sure, sure. I, I, I was just thinking that, like, like, controllers kind of set the stage for the meta. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I think if we look at how the chamber and the, you know, how the cham- the sky versus breach versus KO has affected the meta, and if we look at how the jet versus chamber versus other duelists versus flashes has affected the meta, I don't, I don't feel like the controllers are the one, are the ones who are setting, you know, all the important stuff. Even though they certainly have a big impact, I feel like the other stuff is important as well. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I don't even fucking play controllers, and I think they're the most important role in the game. I mean, both of you guys, what you do, are, well, know, it's just because in, in games it. that you don't have a controller, you notice it, and I don't often play games where I don't have a controller because I play a controller. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think part of this too is that you know, in ranked, we very rarely have a situation. Excuse me, where there's no duelist on our team. And Cass was I saying recently, that, that's what I was. That's what I was about to say. I was. I was about to say that as Cass has discussed on the podcast, he's had to fill duelists recently. But you know, he likes filling duelists, and so he will. So the point is that, like, you know, there's not a lot of times where you have to fill duelists because people really enjoy that role. 
And so I think that's why you notice when there's no controller more, because you're really wondering if someone will play a controller. Yeah, you're like, oh, are you going to fall on the sword and play a controller? You know, the (laughs) the more boring agents to play. That's how people view it, unfortunately. Right? And so what if, what if we gave a controller an ability to make the, like the character like more fun to play therefore people would want to pick him more often right right but then yep. why don't we just like fucking nerf that shit as soon as it gets mm. goes live that sounds like an incredible idea yeah 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 so like let's give everybody the hope of like oh we're gonna have this controller on our team and he's fun to play and we all want him to be there so we're gonna want people to play it and uh now it's like well it's still kind of, but, like, less. Isn't that literally exactly yeah. what happened to Viper? And now everybody feels like Viper's in a pretty solid spot? Well, hers is much less directly connected to fun, because with with uh, Brim, he was thought of as one of the more unexciting agents. Um, because with Astra, you could pull off some really cool, like, big brain plays. With Viper, you could also be really sneaky with your utility. And then with and Brim... And like lineups and shit, yeah. yeah. And then with Brim, you just had a useless ability, and then you basically were just waiting for your ult to have fun. <laughs> Whereas yeah. now with the Stimmies, you know, you can go zoom, and instead of your team, you know, being like, oh, why the hell are you even buying Stimmies? They're like, oh, stim me up, bro, let's go. So, like, that's a massive difference for that character. And it's a hype difference, right? When when somebody yeah. actually asks you, like, yo, throw the stim beacon on me, you're like, yes, I'm useful in this way, <laughs> right? As a controller, you're often, I feel like, forgot about in the meta because people are like, why are you hanging back? And I'm just, like, dropping smokes to cover them from fire, right? Right, right. I'm like, oh, you you realize how you didn't get shot from window right there? Maybe it's because I smoked it off four seconds ago before you peeked it. I feel like uh, this is a subtweet for ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you didn't ask me for that, right? So it feels really nice to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Or just acknowledged for some piece of utility that I have. Yeah. Oh, Chase, I happened to be playing a game the other day. I believe Hunter was in this game. We're playing on, a, we're playing on Split. And uh, somebody picked Brim. Like, somebody insta-locked a Brim. After or well, okay, they didn't insta lock it, but somebody locked a brim after we already had an Astra locked, um, and was just like trust, and we went in. Oh went, yeah, you need you oh, need to learn God. some lineups, man. Like, <laughs> like it was nasty. <laughs> like no, like, like no exaggeration. Lineups, like... Oh yeah, like his volley <laughs> lineups were nasty, <laughs> and he was also like getting some kills as well. So he often had like. He would oh, often ult and then combine it with his molly. So, like, there was no way they were diffusing. Like, he could buy so much time. There were probably, like, three different rounds where he was the last alive with multiple enemies on the other team alive, and he clutched up hard with the combination of his ult and his molly. Like, it was really amazing. That is so fun to do, like, to, to ult yep. and then throw your molly into the ult so that it pops as soon as the ult ends. Yep. Right, so, like, finally, the enemy's like, oh, finally I can see the screen again, and there's just a molly over the bomb. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. Uh, the other team was very mad, I can tell oh, you Oh, yeah, that. The, the, the enemy team was salty as fuck about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, that shit's fun in the same way that Viper's fun, but yeah. because it requires an ult, it just, it you don't get it as often. No, but even without the even without the alt, even with just his like Molly lineups, he he probably won us 
like two two rounds on offense off that. Just yeah, we only get one. Up. Yeah. And they're yeah, not. It's, I just don't find it as fun as as a Viper lineup because you know it's, I it's a very similar to a uh, to a Phantom Vandal argument if you ask me, because Brim has the Vandal he can go, boof with one one shot, and Viper has yeah. the Phantom and she go, with two shots, mm-hmm. you know. I I feel like that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that one. But <laughs> I agree. I think that's uh, okay. right on. But I will also agree with you, Chase, that I don't enjoy learning lineups, so I yeah. don't use them. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, enjoy lineups. But, I, but I'm not, I've never been a Brim main, and yeah. uh, God, like I, I do, I do here. enjoy like having lineups with Sova. There, there's I, I was gonna say, like, I I wish I played an agent that had viable lineups because, like, I like that. Sova's lineups cool. are just so much more interesting than fucking Brim lineups. So what I'm what I'm learning, Cass, is that there needs to be like an initiator or a controller who comes out who's so fun that they really grab your attention, and then you know you learn the lineups for them. But so far, you haven't found a like an initiator or a controller who's as fun as your Jet Chamber combo. Yeah, and like like I I know Jet updrafts for pretty much every map with knives. Um, super dashes are hard. I tried to learn some super dashes uh, and technically I, bug abuse. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Um, <laughs> gets perma banned after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get on top of the fucking box on on C long. I mean, you didn't hear crap. that, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It, depending on what region you're playing, it might be a tournament ban. It might be a uh, slap on the wrist. So <laughs> you might be banned from your next pro tournament cast. It's going to be yeah. really tough for you to recover from that. Okay, so cast. What if they released a controller that had like movement abilities? Yes. Right, but like also as a part of that movement ability, you got like part of a Reina ult. Okay. Of and, no and, and then they also had lineups. Holy! I mean, no by way. part of part of a rain ult, like just you know some of the factors of a rain ult. <laughs> I don't really like playing Reyna. But then, like, but they have like movement abilities, and okay. like, and they uh, they have like, like you know, increased fire rate, and they have that. lineups. <laughs> okay, okay, hear me out. Okay, you, you okay. give me a. Give me an initiator, so like I get like flashes of some kind. Okay. Uh I don't know exactly what I like in flashes. Like I think KO's flash is cool. Okay, but... now what if you had like kind of like a a direct copy of yourself that could run forward and flash the enemies? No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> I think Cass is completely missing the point of my of my uh statement here. Mm-hmm. Which is that I was describing Brim. Oh. Did you really miss that, Cass? <laughs> yeah, yes, I completely I fucking missed that. Yeah, I thought you realized <laughs> it after the fire raid thing. I <laughs> I thought that was giving too much away, honestly. Brim yeah. doesn't have a movement. I mean, With his Tim Beacon. That yeah, was the okay. point. But, like, when I think of movement uh, ability, I think of something that isn't just, like, like, I don't think like i don't really think of like neon's e as like a movement ability although that is quite literally exactly what it is when i think of movement ability i think of like 
something that isn't just me running forward. Well, you're thinking more of like the slide as the movement ability, oh, and not okay. the running yeah, faster. Yeah, sure. The slide would be the movement ability instead yeah. of the going faster. I understand what like... you mean, but it, I was trying to be vague enough that you would still get it. Oh no, that I, that completely went over my head. Yeah, it, I mean, Hunter obviously immediately got it. So yeah, maybe... I, yeah, yeah. No, no. But see, here's the problem: the character that you described has smokes. Yeah, I mean, I said that they were a controller. So oh, oh, well, that that's where you went wrong. You just can't bo- be bothered with smokes. No, the problem with smokes is wow. What is Jet's third ability then? Wild. <laughs> oh, did they just remove Jet C ability as a nerf that I didn't hear about? Well, I mean, one of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so is it, is it really just that you hate smoking Wait. things off for your team, Cass? I hate having to play around the fact that I need to be alive. Oh, but what if you're? What if there's an agent who you could drop their smokes and then not have to worry about if you were alive? <laughs> yeah, I think that be on the other side of the map. This is a closet, Brimman. Like, yeah. I, can't be, I can't be on the other side of the map. Like, maybe if Glim was uh, Brim was global, Glim? if Brim was global, and I could just be like, "Okay, guys, see you later. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on Breeze. You guys play your match on Icebox." Um. <laughs> But I'm like, I'll drop smokes for you guys, and then I'll just be dicking around over here. Like, yeah, maybe that could work. So, Cass, I, from what I'm understanding is your requests for a new agent are entirely reasonable. All you yeah. want is an agent who doesn't have smokes, doesn't have to stay alive, doesn't have to play with the team, can be lurking mm. on a different map, has yeah. flashes, and has a movement ability. That no, I, no, can't, no, I don't but actually believe Ryan I, hasn't actually uh, come out with yeah, that agent I, 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 don't, I don't care that much about the flashes. <laughs> Uh, I, my ego is large enough to dry peak, um, but they have to have an op as their alt. Okay, okay. Well, I'll throw that in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so Cass has has requested an entirely different game. Now, uh, <laughs> why don't we just fucking quit Valorant and never never play it again, so we can go play Cass's one v one solo dry peak shooter, like. <laughs> Sounds like you're describing Risk of Rain with all the abilities, actually, Cass. Yeah. Well, you can get your build going to be a god. Dude, yeah, I, I fuck with Railgunner in that game. It's fun. Mm. Uh, okay, anybody got any closing statements on Grim here? Fuck you, Riot. I said that at the beginning, but yeah. it's also my closing statement. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to show solidarity with Chase by also saying fuck you, Riot. Very and cool, I'm still going to play cool. Brim. Very nice, very smooth. Okay, so... Um, something that somebody suggested on, on Reddit today was incorporating an, uh, a, a method of buffing and nerfing weapons that is not directly related to the efficacy of the weapon itself, um, which is something that CSGO has done for, well, as long as I've played it. I uh, don't know when it was introduced, maybe from the beginning. But basically, the concept is different guns award different amounts of credits per kill. Uh, for hmm. example, the shotgun, or if you used a shotgun, and perhaps not the judge, but like say you're using a Bucky or a Shorty, getting a kill would not give you the base 300? Is it 200, 300? I. I believe it is, uh, it's, I believe it's 200, yeah. Okay, it, it would give you more than the base 200 for getting a kill with that gun. Um, so say it would give you 400 credits per kill with that. Um, 
And then there, there are a couple, like, obviously, like, you could reduce that for, like, say, the operator. Maybe the operator only gives you 100 credits per kill you get with that gun. Um, and then, obviously, you keep the, like, Phantom Vandal at the, uh, you know, 200 range there. But it, but it enables you to incentivize people to use other weapons uh, to get more money with them regardless of how perhaps the weapon performs in a vacuum. Okay, I see the idea, but here's where it goes wrong for me, is the only time you care about that money is when you're in the first couple of rounds of a game or you're on a save round. You care about how much money you're going to get the next round and what you can buy. And so the only time when that change would make a difference would be on those rounds. In which case, you are already going to be buying one of those weapons because they're the less expensive weapons. Sure, but like maybe you buy a Stinger over a Spectre because the Stinger gives you an extra 100, 150 per kill. Well, the issue with that is that the Stinger is also 650 less credits to buy initially. Yeah, so, so you'd have to get signif- you'd have to get significantly more kills with a stinger than a specter to make up that difference. Are you saying like it would have to come with so many more changes? Well, the the other time that it's it's actually useful is when you like when you're looking at the enemy team's credits and you're like, "Oh, they're going to save here. I died last round." So I have to buy a gun this round. I can buy a stinger or something and maybe farm up some kills against some pistols and create a big bank going for me. And maybe that'll allow me to buy an op the next round or something. Or just be able to buy the next round. Yeah, or be able to buy the next round. Um, Or, you know, just someone can choose to hold on to a gun because it has a high kill reward. And therefore you can you know, kind of try to bankroll your team by doing that. But in that that case, you're more likely to get a kill with a a fucking rifle, right? Like, that's why they give you less credits per per round in your system, or per kill. Mm -hmm. But it's more valuable to win the round, and so you'd rather have those more kills, or more likelihood of getting the kills. Yeah, to be honest, the more I think about this, the more I actually kind of like the idea, because... Obviously, there are some cases where, yeah, depending on how you're playing, you would prefer to have a rifle in your hands. But there are rounds where I have a specific plan in mind for, you know, what I want to do on attack as Yoru or as another duelist who's not Yoru. And the plan involves getting right up, you know, close and personal with enemies where I want to be running and gunning them at extremely close range. And in that scenario, the Stinger is actually better than the the Phantom or the Vandal for me. So, you know, I'm sacrificing the versatility to be able to take other kinds of duels if that goes sideways. But if the other team is also on a buy, then as long as that engagement that I'm planning on taking goes correctly, then there should be a gun down I can swap to. And then on the other side of things, you know, if you're saving, we do see, especially in the pro meta, a lot of times, you know, saves on pistols or classics or really cheap guns 
and the idea of incentivizing, maybe you go for, you know, Judge, Bucky, Stinger, Spectre, and maybe you're just a little bit off of buying full next round, and so the difference of if you get kills or not is the difference between you going Bulldog full versus Phantom or Vandal full. I feel like that could add an interesting dynamic to the gameplay. See, I just think the trade-off is already there. And I recognize, I'm, I'm going to correct something I said earlier, that I was saying something backwards um, with the, like, making up the, the credits. I mean, the incentive for buying a Stinger is already that you're saving with that 650 credits over a Spectre or whatever. Um, no, I, I said it the other way around earlier. Yeah, you did. But, you did mess um, up But I think that the incentive in, in Hunter's case is already that you ha- have a, a certain plan in mind. You're already spending less money to execute that plan. And it's better for your circumstance. Right? So whether or not you get the kill is, like, irrelevant. Like, whether or not you get more money for that kill is irrelevant because you're going to be picking up a gun or you're not going to be getting the kill. Well, the and thing it doesn't about that matter. Cha- oh, sorry, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt. So I've, either you were upgrading to a better gun for use in a different circumstance, and that gun was better for the circumstance you were playing with that round, or you die, and it wouldn't have mattered whether you got mon- more money for the kill because you didn't get a kill. Well, the sure, way but... I was looking at it is that, like, when it comes to the stinger specifically, and since I know there's stinger is a controversial topic, I could say, you know, the judge or the frenzy, you can substitute your favorite close range gun in instead. Like, those revolve around, you know, especially on attack for the Frenzy and the Stinger, you having a plan as to how you're going to get up in the face of the enemy. But as we've all experienced, sometimes plans don't work out. The enemy forces you off the angle you needed to be in to get into that position, or someone else kills that person and they needed a gun upgrade as well, and they take that gun, and now you're stuck with a less-than-ideal gun. So it's not like, you, you can never guarantee... You know, a gun that's primarily useful at close range will be useful because there are times when it just isn't because that's not how the round plays out. So you're still sacrifice you're still sacrificing that versatility of the Phantom and still betting on your idea of how events will pan out for that to actually be successful. So it's not like, oh well, I just had a win-win. I got extra money and I had the best gun for the situation because in many cases that situation you planned out won't actually happen. But the alter the alternative is buying a phantom from the get go, right? Right. Which you can't even do the circumstance in which you're you're talking about because you're saying the stinger is better in that circumstance. So well, it's it's better. It's not like vastly better. It's not so much better. I would not consider using a phantom to do the same thing. So then, use the phantom if it like there. There's already a trade off there that I don't think you need this monetary difference to do that because the monetary difference in the next round is most of the time, not going to fucking matter to you. Because you're either going to be on a buy or a save. Yeah, I think maybe you don't, like... I've never played CSGO, so I don't know exactly how this works. But one thing I am interested in asking you is, what, do you get more money for pistol kills than, you than like, mid-gun uh, kills? Uh, pistols are in an interesting situation because, like, so, for example, to bring it to Valorant, uh, like you would not get any extra money for a classic kill. The classic kill would be the exact same as like the rifles. Okay. Um, 
I don't know for the other pistols. I know, for example, the Frenzy equivalent in CS, you get less than the typical amount of money per a kill with that gun. Um, like, less than the rifle amount? Yeah. That's surprising to me. Well, the the CZ in in um, CS is really fucking strong. Like, it's better than a Frenzy is. But it's not um, better than a rifle, is it? No, but it's referred to as a pocket AK. Like, it's stupid fucking good for being a pistol. And like, Yeah, but I might be missing offers... something here, but I'm confused why that would be less valuable to get kills with that than a rifle. Well, because you only spent, you spent a quarter of the money on it. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Uh, no, so that's I, your trade-off. It, it, might, it might be the, the same as a rifle. I believe it is less. Like, I know the op, for a fact, is less than, like, Phantom Vandal equivalents in CS. Um... But like yeah, they're like and then your your starting pistol you do not get any extra money for. Uh but I believe some of the other pistols perhaps you do. Like I, I also haven't played CS in a while, so I, I don't know the exact monetary bonuses from stuff. I know shotguns and SMBs get a bonus. Um now if you don't get a bonus from uh rockin' dualies, the dual berettas, then you know, Val has done something wrong because they're so cool and like not the, that good. Yeah. So like the you could absolutely are get... incredible. They they are some of my favorite guns in CS. Like Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because what I'm thinking here is the the case where it could actually be an interesting shift is where I mean, I think this is the only way it could possibly be implemented, actually, is where you keep all of the pistols currently at 200. Because pistol round would just be fucked if you got more money for random different that's, pistols. Yeah, that's that makes true. sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, it would fuck the entire rest of the game's economy and, mm -hmm. like, how the game is played. Um, and then, like, so pistols would have to be the same as rifles in, in yeah. this circumstance. And I believe that is the case from... And then yeah. the only guns that would give you more would be like a Bucky and an Ares and well, a Marshall. It could be, well, be, bu be Stinger, Ares, Marshall, Stinger, Spectre. I think Judge yeah. should be in that as well because the Judge, now that it's been nerfed, pre-nerf, I would, I would say no. But okay. like the Judge sure, right now is sure. only useful in close range. Sure. Yeah, but then it's yeah. it's a very big balance, right? Because then you're like, it, it's it's a huge balance factor with the rest of how guns are priced because you know the the judge has gotten price nerfs so that it's now what 1850 um yeah and so then you can you're then thinking about oh well if i'm getting more money with a judge is it worth the extra cost to buy a judge if i get this many kills with it right and so you could completely throw off the rest of the gun like games economy or, like, how things are priced. So I feel like if you instituted this system, then you're going to have to institute a slew of other price changes down the line. Well, I don't know about that, because, like, if you're buying a judge, like, on defense, for example, you're banking on the enemy team coming to a position where you can make use of that judge. And if they do indeed come to that position without clearing you off the angle, then you're probably likely to get at least two kills with the judge, because the judge is really fucking good at that. But do you so, get more but, money with a Bucky? Because then it's like, sure, I'm I'm giving up that, but I'm spending less money already for a Bucky, and I'm getting more money in return for a kill. Well, what what I was where I was going with that is that that's your setup. That's how you would say it can be worth spending more on the judge. But the problem with that is that then the team might you know use utility to get you off the angle, or they might not come to that angle you're holding at all, 
And then it would have been better for you to just not buy the judge at all. And your classic is going to be what you're pulling out anyway. But I don't feel like it would ruin the economy of the game because every decision to buy a more expensive gun planning to get more kills with it would still be just that a plan that could go awry. That's still a risk. Like, you're yeah, making. There's no argument that it would change the economy of the game that it would absolutely do. Oh, well, yeah. Question, yeah. The question is whether or not it would be for the better. Yeah, and, and if you, I, I disagree with Chase saying you'd have to like completely rebalance the whole like gun pricing system because I don't think it would make that big of a change considering that you could never bank on getting X number of kills with said gun. It's always a hope rather than like something you could assure yourself of. And and I do think that getting uh, a higher kill reward for like just getting like or for, per kill means that it's more viable to okay, we lost pistol. I'm going to force up a marshal here and try to get a kill or two. Maybe swing the round, right? Like maybe I get a pick or two and my other teammates can pick up those uh those down guns. And like now we've got a solid shot at winning this round. But it a lot of times even if I do decide to force that marshal or force that sheriff and I get a pick or two, we we lose anyway and now I have to go rifle light or bulldog full. Something along those lines, right? But I'm saying in this context me banking on the fact that okay, I'm going to buy this Marshall, and if I get two picks, I'll be able to full buy next round with the with the theoretical increased change to getting more money for per but kill isn't the benefit already that you forced up and got two picks, which makes it easier for your team to win the round and if you win the round, you're in a much better spot, so like it's just adding more incentive to force that round too, which I think like I personally like. Yeah, I, I mean, think there's I think a the lot benefit... of there. There are pro teams that always force round two. Yeah, that's just like the way they play the game, and because they believe it's better. So I think well, that it's yeah, already. That. Yeah, it's a, it's a trade off that already exists. Speaking, you should. Why need? Why do you need to make it more viable? Like, if you buy a right a a fucking Marshall round two after you lose yeah. pistol, you can think, oh, if if I get two two kills, like two picks with this Marshall. I can I can buy the next round, but also, if I get two picks with this Marshall, we're much more likely to fucking win the round. Which gives you a bigger bonus. Like, why, why do you need both of those? Because, well, I think the idea behind it is it just supports... Nice. Well, I, I think it just supports less rounds of a full buy versus a full save. Because those are the most one-sided rounds, and even though it, even though it is interesting when a, a team manages to buy only pistols and win the round, it doesn't happen that often, either in ranked or in pro play. And so, don't tell you know, in, Sentinels v one that. Well, I mean, yeah, Sentinels v one that was a bit of a waggy game, and that was very cool to see that happen. But like, the point is that having more rounds where the other team doesn't decide to full save um, when against a full buy. I think is better for the game in terms of how interesting it is to play and watch like having rounds where you're like, I have a pistol versus a full buy. That's just, you know, it's only fun in the rounds where it works out, which are few and far between. Otherwise just like, okay, well we lost the round that was expected. And so having more of an incentive to force, I think could possibly be good. 
and I I like forces on on either side of the table, right? Both from a viewer's perspective and from a well, I'm the one who's forcing. Like I Well, the thing is you're also spending more money to force. Yeah, and it's just that, a, it's just a return on it's investment. It's it's an incentive it to force, sure, but is the tr- you'd have to balance it so the trade-off is maybe worth it. Right, like if I'm right. gonna full save and not spend any money versus buy yeah. a marshal, like getting two kills, is it actually gonna give me nine hundred and fifty credits or over that? Well, that's it... like okay. Obviously, we haven't discussed what any of the price changes would be, right? And obviously, right. that's something that Riot would have to carefully tinker with. But and I guess it's it's a little bit. It doesn't necessarily have to fully make up that because if it if it's your incentive to force, then you're getting the inva- advantage of possibly being able to get those kills that you wouldn't get before. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're on offense, you know, maybe because you get those kills, you get the plant down, even though you go on to lose the round. So like that's but more I, money in your pocket. But I don't think that it makes that much of a difference. Oh, also, is, why the fuck does diffusing not give me money? It, okay, Wait, it it only that's makes that know. is that is interesting. But I think that the only difference that this actually makes is when you force and lose. It makes it slightly better for you. Yes, but like that's the main difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, the that that is yes. The That's the only yeah, time that this makes a difference is when you force and lose, it makes it slightly that, better for yeah, you. That is what I'm But that's like, the gamble. The gamble of forcing is that you might lose, but you actually have a much like you have a better chance well, at winning. Okay, I, I think it makes a difference in situations where as I pointed out earlier, it's like uh specifically for like we lost pistol, right? Like this is the one that immediately comes to mind is we lost pistol I'm going to buy a sheriff or a marshal, and now I'm a couple hundred credits off. Well, the sheriff shouldn't give you more, because you... Sure, it's a pistol, fine. So yeah. I forced marshal. Right? Or or stinger. It's the same amount of money. Um, I, I forced one of those two. And or now, Bucky, it's less money. Okay, sure, the Bucky as well. The gun, the gun here specifically is not that important. Okay. Um, but I'm now at a threshold where I've got, like, 3,700 credits, or maybe like 30, I guess 3,500 credits, and it's like, okay, if I get two kills with this gun, I can officially buy Phantom Vandal full shields next round. But then I'm foregoing any and all utility. And it's the ability to, I'm going to bank on the fact that I am buying this cheaper weapon, I'm going to go out I'm going to get myself a kill or two. And now I'm going to be able to go into the next round, even if we lose. Because of the what, what I like, because of those picks that I got, I'm now going to be able to buy that rifle with full shields and maybe get some utility on the side. Whereas beforehand, you would have to choose between, OK, do I want light shields plus some utility or do I want to maybe not buy Phantom Vandal and go Bulldog instead? Like, I, I, I think it creates a dynamic to the game where you see these these lower econ weapons being used more because there is the possibility of gaining uh, a better economic situation through using them. I feel like at this point you're just pandering to me because you're the one who constantly states that you'd rather go full shields vandal, no utility, than light shields vandal, bull. 
I feel like Cass is pandering to me because I've used your no shield round two. This would hire Yeah, I feel like Cass is just completely undermining his own arguments to try to appeal to us. It's not it's not about undermining my argument. I just happen to play agents that I can sacrifice my utility on. And you have happened to really, really like forcing with a marshal. Yes. So this is like to really, really like forcing with a stinger. Which is the same exact price as the Marshall, so the math works out the exact same. As someone who doesn't like either of those guns, but will buy them in certain <laughs> circumstances when that's all the money I have. <laughs> you know what, Chase? Hunter likes a Stinger. I like the Marshall. You gotta learn to love the Bucky. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. No, no, no. Hunter's kind of the Bucky stand here, too. Yeah, I mean... It sucks since it's been nerfed. I haven't really used it that much since, but I do. I do still enjoy it occasionally as part yeah, of the. I mean, the Bucky was way too strong buy? before. So yeah, to be honest, I haven't really been poor man's buying. Okay, so well, let, me, let me let me lay this out for you guys, so you can also shit on Hunter while I'm shitting on Hunter. Or, well, it's already been laid out. The poor man's buy. Yeah. Has it been like properly laid out and evaluated? Go, like... go ahead and lay it out again in case okay. some people missed it or so forgot Hunter, about it. A hunter likes to buy a Bucky, and then also spend money on a fucking ghost, so that he's like, "Oh, well, like if there's a long range scenario, I could pull out the ghost. But if they're up yep. close, then I've got the Bucky." Like you're spending how many fucking credits for that shit? Uh, five hundred plus eight hundred, eight eight fifty. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's like thirteen hundred so for well, yeah, yeah, thirteen fifty. That seems like such a fucking no, waste. Buy a sheriff, fucking spam people up close, and fucking tap heads at long distance. Yeah, but the sheriff has inaccuracy at long ranges. Even though I love the sheriff, and up close, you only got the six bullets before you got to reload. So, like, you have to be really precise with your headshots up close, and because if you have to spam someone down there, you're going to get traded. I, I'm a like, bigger fan of Hunter's Poor Man's Buy than you're going to get. Cast, but I'm never going to do it. Goddamn Bucky! You fire one shot with the Bucky, and then you're sitting there, dick in hand, for like three fucking hours. Like fucking you are that, that is gun. spoken like someone who plays. never uses a Bucky. You don't use a Bucky like you do a judge camping a corner where multiple people will pass you, and you can spray them down. You hear someone coming with the Bucky, you take the peek, you fire off the shot, whether it hits or misses, you go back into cover. It's like a marshal, but up close. With a marshal, you don't stand there in the open shooting people, and you get a kill, and then you get immediately traded. You take an angle where you can peek out, get the shot, and get back. Same thing with the Bucky. And with both of them, you can actually do the thing where you take a shot and then immediately reload, and it's no no longer than just waiting for the you know regular bolt cycling for the next shot anyway. I mean, better just convince me on potentially buying a Bucky. Really? Up close, mar- well, no. On, on second thought, no. It's up close, I'd marshalling. Just, I'd rather just use the marshal up close. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought about that for a second. I'm like, ooh, that's well. Except nice. then you have to hit their head, which is much harder up close. Exactly. It's Whereas true. with the Bucky, you aim for the chest, like an op. Yeah. But, okay, but the difference is because the marshal actually it's has opping a up close. Viable- yeah, so the the marshal has a viable um, uh, like no scope thing. Like it, it, it's pretty accurate when you're not scoped in. Yeah, like because of that, I feel yeah, the like marshal's fucking good. We, yeah. we can agree on that. The Bucky yeah. fucking sucks. Fix. 
your your brain started to see the light for a split second, and then the darkness in you. No, 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 out. no. I, I was I was descending into the void for a split second, and then I realized, wait, shotguns are stupid. I'm buying a Marshall. As someone well, who can be, never switch weapons, I I have no say in this entire argument. <laughs> just to be clear, Cass, if we're on like a full save. Excuse yeah. me. As in, like, I need to spend less than a thousand credits on my entire buy. Then, like, yeah, obviously I'm going to go sheriff. I I really enjoy the sheriff. Mm. Um, but if if the scenario is such that this is an important round of force, uh, but I don't have a lot of money, then you know, Light Shield's Ghost Bucky is kind of like you know, it's like you're a, you're a dude like camping out in your cabin in the woods. You want to be able to hunt well and also defend your place from any vagrants who might be coming by. So you got your shotgun and you got your silenced uh, pistol and you're ready to go to town. And the it's, thing is, it is, just a it lot is of fun. less money than a specter. It is, yes. But okay, more but... more money than a, a stinger or a marshal, but better yeah. at, than a stinger or a marshal no. if you use it properly. No. Yes, absolutely. No. You would rather you you should much rather have a Bucky than a Marshall at cl- at close range. There is no reason why no, you'd okay. prefer a Marshall. But I would not rather have a Bucky and a Ghost over just having a Marshall. I'd rather just have the Marshall. Well, it, it just, now, I, okay, I will admit having to switch between the weapons does you know make you vulnerable when you're switching. So if no, you have the if you have I, the okay. wrong gun no, at the right for the but, wrong but, situation, yeah. I understand why you'd be hesitant. No, no, about but that. here's my here's my whole thing is like if you're willing to spend the extra credits to get a sheriff in this case, which I'm aware now is putting you at a cost threshold in which you probably should have just bought a specter. But yeah. like I, I could see your argument if your secondary was the sheriff, because you're like, I'm gonna bank that they're gonna push garage this round. Right? And if they do push garage, my Bucky is going to sing. And if they don't, at least I've got a sheriff. But, like, you falling back to the, at least I've got a ghost, is just, like, that's some limp dick energy. Okay, so to be honest, I will say, the poor man's buy has been something that I've been trying messing around when I'm, messing around with when I'm on an alt mainly. I've only used the poor man's buy in my actual, like, main comp games of a small majority of the time and the reason why is because I do kind of hate the ghost and I much prefer the sheriff. <laughs> so along with what you're saying like yeah, the I in my in my experience the ghost fucking sucks. But like in theory it should work. There are a lot of people at the pro level in rank to use the ghost to great effect. The problem is my ghost skills are only kind of getting there and that's the thing that's holding me back from using this combo more often. Like I I just feel like when people have shields I'd rather have a sheriff or a frenzy. Like ghost just isn't the answer when I'm trying to fight against shields. Well, I mean, it like, depends like, on the I range. Well, like I understand in pistol round how the ghost is potentially really fucking deadly. Yeah, and, and I don't use a ghost in pistol right. round. Like, and ever. I happen, I happen to not like the ghost. Right, I mean, and I, I, I do like the ghost. Yes, I understand. I am biased against the ghost because I just don't like that gun. But same with me. I feel like as soon as armor comes into play, either light or full, the sheriff and the frenzy are just better options than the ghosted. Wait, are you tell? Are you, but you're saying that the sheriff and the ghost would 
both be double tap at long range? Uh, well, okay. The situations in which, so... like, obviously, obviously, okay, obviously, hitting the one forty five headshot with the sheriff sucks. And I personally believe that should not be a thing. And you can actually get off two accurate ghost shots faster than two accurate sheriff shots. This is very true. So at long range against enemies with full armor, the ghost is better? No. Yeah, and I and also with with you regard to the frenzy cast, just to be clear, I if I'm buying just one gun on a save yeah. I will every time prefer the frenzy over the ghost. But like when we're talking specifically about the scenario where you have a bit more money to force with, when you when you would consider a specter, I, I understand, or I understand why you would not buy a Bucky and a frenzy. That would be dumb. That that well, I understand. Well, you were you were just saying earlier how like you can't like imagine against shields buying a ghost instead of a frenzy. Just yeah. talking about that part of it, and I I distinctly remember Cass. One of the moments you know, that really broke my trust in you because we were on this podcast many episodes ago and you said, mm -hmm. you know, the frenzy is really good, better than the stinger and a bunch of other guns it slept on because it can always two tap to the head. And I was like, really? And then I got, got in the range and I pulled out the menu and it turns out it can only two tap to the head at close ranges at long ranges. It absolutely does not. So like, that's what you're getting with the ghost. You're like, yeah, if the enemy doesn't see you whatsoever, and you can fire off, like, you can tap with the Frenzy to tap their head. Like, sure, but, like, you could also do that with the Ghost, and the Ghost is more accurate. Uh, okay, but the other thing with the Ghost is, I that. believe you do need you do need two head taps with the Ghost, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Sheriff, need... The Sheriff, you can go head body. True. But with the range. Frenzy, you know, it's even okay, more. Granted, you need three head you're taps. Not, you're not fucking peeking C Long with the goddamn Frenzy. But that's the point of the of the poor man's buy. If you have to peek C long, you obviously don't want to. But if you have to, now you have a gun in your hands that can give you at least a reasonable chance using it like a marshal, where you're not just standing out in the open pew pewing. But well, the thing is, with with the poor man's buy, you're not favoring the ghost because that, the Bucky is your better weapon. You yeah. are favoring close oh, range gunfights. Better weapon. Well, it is, <laughs> it, is. it is absolutely your better weapon. It is significantly more expensive. Um, yeah. You are favoring putting yourself into positions where the Bucky will help you. And it's only in cases where you are required to take a long-range fight. Like, there's no other option. Yes. That you are using the Ghost. Yeah. And that's absolutely I, I better than that. using the Bucky. And it's better than using a Frenzy at that point. But is it better than using? Is it better than saving the five hundred credits and just go, keeping your classic? Well, that's where it depends on the situation. Obviously, there well, can are you put yourself into situations most of the time where you can hopefully get a bucky kill. Well, that's, I, that's if I'm putting myself into situations where I can get the bucky kill anyway. Like I, I'm specifically talking about the ghost. But you're trying bucky. to, but you're trying to clutch up here. Like you've gotten, you've gotten your two bucky kills on a close angle. The last person is peeking you from long, but you need to defuse. Right? What are you going to have out? My classic. Your, your classic? Yeah. I mean, the ghost well, so is... If I, got, if I got two kills with a Bucky, why the fuck do I still have a Bucky? Maybe both teams are echoing at the same time. The very rare situation where that happens. <laughs> okay, yeah, th th this this is true. We're in, we're in a situation where... Uh, 
I would rather just buy a shorty on this save and and toss my my classic on the ground in case I need to rotate. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm getting Bucky kills. I don't have a Bucky anymore. Well, maybe you couldn't peek into it. Yeah, go grab maybe the gun. The, maybe the guns that are down are not in accessible positions. I will die trying. Well, well but what, then you what don't if win you are? So it's not you, very useful for yeah, you. What if you decided not to throw and actually play the round down? <laughs> okay, so the situation I'm imagining is, uh, like plant on icebox B site. Okay, where the where the old box used to be. Sure. Like old old default. Like default. Default. Old default. Is there a new default now that I don't know about? Well, I mean, some people might consider default in the in the cubby. No, that's stupid. That's so much harder to fucking defend. I mean, not necessarily. Is default not just default still on Icebox? I feel like it is still default. I think it is still default, but it might be because people are so used to planting right there. Okay, but like, what advantage do you have from planting in the cubby? Now, perhaps slightly more safety when you're getting the bomb down. But safe when you're getting the bomb down. Um, it makes it so much harder to hold because you can't hold from long anymore. You have to hold from behind yellow. Which is then... a much easier place to hold now than it was. Is it? Yeah, you can hold behind yellow way easier. Oh, I think holding behind yellow before the change was way easier. But you can peak that angle much easier without exposing yourself to other angles. I, I guess, like, I, I admittedly I've only played Icebox three times since it got changed. Um. But because they also I, extended the geometry, the, uh, they also extended the um, danger. Yes. So, yeah, because before, when the yellow was like shifted the way it was, so it was like at an angle. Yeah. Like if you peeked around the first corner, assuming that okay, so, so assuming you're in the corner of the map, the top right corner from defender spawn, then like if you wanted to peek around yellow and you peeked just around the first corner of yellow in the previous iteration of the map, then you might not actually be able to see to the bomb. You'd have to swing past and further because of the geometry of the box. Whereas now, or, since it's a flat edge, you can just swing that one corner and not have to essentially swing two. I, I feel like you're just way more vulnerable from Snowman with the current yellow than you used to be. No, you're actually less vulnerable from Snowman because of the extended danger. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean snowman, I meant, like, CT. Oh, oh, okay. I, said I, I meant sense. CT, not snowman, sorry. That's bad terminology on my part. But I feel like you're more exposed to CT now than, like, you used to be. And I, I'm not exactly sure how extending danger changes that angle. I just feel like holding behind yellow Well, it makes now, it possible to smoke, too. Yes, it nice. does make it possible yeah. to smoke off with a, with a dome smoker. Um... But I, I I find that it I find that now playing behind yellow is way easier to get pushed off of that angle than it used to be. Like I feel like it it used to be way more viable to have two people back there and you could reliably trade each other out. And now it's a lot easier to just get overwhelmed from the defenders like retake. It is like tighter back there now, and that is a that is a real thing to think about. I will also agree with you, Cass, that I wanted to add a little context as well. When you were saying about planting under rather than planting in what used to be considered default, um, I feel like the only way planting under gives you an advantage is if you, like, 
push towards mid as you take the site. So you you have like presence like up to under tube and kitchen. And so you mm. can now defend it from that side where of course you couldn't defend default well from that side. But like that's pretty tough to do and it's pretty rare that that actually happens. Yeah. Okay. So looping this back to my original point, which is that say you are planting in default, mm-hmm. old default slash new default, possibly. Right. Um, uh, and you are holding from like mid site, like you are, you are defending. Yes. The bomb is planted default. You have poor man's buy. Right. Right. So you mean I'm attacking. But no. I'm defending the planted spike. No, I mean no, no. nobody like the other team planted there. The other you're team trying planted. to defuse okay. it. Yes, right. You have to peek around that little angle to get to the spike. Yes. Um, Bucky's fucking worthless. No, you've you've gotten two kills by people being on the bomb or like right there with the Bucky. Sure. Their guns are now out in the open. You can't retrieve yeah. those. But there is somebody holding from long. What agent am I playing? Doesn't it does, matter. It doesn't matter for the purpose it of this. It kind of matters. Well, there are some agents where they have the abilities that would retain. Yeah, it, it, it matters the agent. for you retaining the gun. <laughs> I mean, obviously it does, but we're talking about the buy here, not the agent. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, are, you are trying to defuse this spike, but the last player alive, you've already gotten two of the three. It was a, mm-hmm. like 1v3. You've gotten two of them with the Bucky. Because yeah. they were, like, planting Spike, you got one. The other one tried to peek you to, like, trade them, but you also got the second one with the Bucky. Okay. But they got Spike down just before you But they got her. Spike. There, yeah, yeah. they got Spike down. Okay. Right? The other person is, is defending you from, from long now, because yes. they were late on the rotate, or they were just sure. watching the flank, you know? Um, your Bucky is useless in trying to d- defuse there. Yes. The ghost is better than a classic. No. In that situation, absolutely. What are you on, Cass? You do more damage with there, your no, head this tap, is... and the right click with the classic is useless at that range. Yeah, this is this is Cass just not liking the ghost. But like if we go actual literal numbers, the ghost is better than the classic. Are we assuming this person holding long has one fifty HP? Yeah. Sure. Then it's two tap either way to the head to kill. Yeah, but you don't need to two-tap with the, uh... You can do a headshot and two body shots with the, uh, ghost, and you can't do that with the classic. i not? I don't believe They're, so, because I believe the classic headshot is 78. The same time Yeah, to yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah, the, the headshot the with the classic is 78, the headshot with the ghost is 105. Okay. Another common scenario, though, is one where, you know, I am retaking. It's me and my my friendly neighborhood sage. Maybe we're against three other people. So I peek long, and when I'm peeking long initially, while I'm waiting for my sage to catch up to me, I whip out my ghost, and I cautiously try to take a duel or two if someone, you know, I can get a quick headshot on them. And then, regardless of how that goes, the sage walls for me to defuse. Now if I hear someone pushing me as I'm defusing and they're coming around the sage wall... Now my Bucky is ready to send him to hell. So like, you know, it's you can you can kind of play around that. It's not a great buy. I feel like <laughs> you have some fun buy scenarios here. 
that well that we're cherry picking scenarios, but this is also a scenario you, you have to realize where you couldn't buy a Spectre. You were too poor to buy a Spectre. But this is possibly better for the oh, wait, way you okay, want to play on. something are, are we than a Stinger I, or a Marshall. Okay, are, are we saying I literally do not have the money to buy a Spectre, even if I was... Well, no, you're just trying to save... Going. Okay, no, no, so you're just trying, trying to save okay. Got it. For, uh, so, for a full or, buy next or, round. Yeah. Or and maybe, this moves back yeah. to the original point here. If you got more money for certain gun kills, and you bought the Spectre, and then you got two kills with it, well, now you'd be able to fucking buy the next round. I, I wouldn't do that, though, which I think I prefer is to buy a dumb trade-off. That's, that's I, I prefer to, to buy a Bucky where I could put myself in a position to actually have a better gun than the opposition rather than having the Spectre, which is never a better gun than the opposition in really any circumstance. Uh, if you're holding A or D key, Spectre's a better gun. Well, if it's a better gun if they don't A or D you. key? No, that's, just if I'm fucking learning and gunning. Yeah, but if you are running and gunning, you still give them a chance to headshot you. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm running and gunning, now all of a sudden they can't hit me. Like, yeah, it makes them less likely. Slightly. When did when, when the fuck did you get to Immortal? <laughs> when the fuck did you get to Immortal? <laughs> My whole point is I'm not an Immortal. Right, right, right. But, like, I, I get head-tapped you, sometimes if, if, in my yeah, lobbies. If I'm, full, if I'm full fucking sprinting, spraying at you, and you fucking one-tap me, like, props to you. Yeah, I have that happen what, a that lot. That happens all a... the time. Yeah. What, when, when are you guys running and gunning to the point where you people get one-tapped while you're people running? People are He's ridiculously good at headshots <laughs> and silver. A lot. I don't yeah. understand or, it. I get head-tapped a lot, but I don't get head-tapped while I'm trying to run and gun someone. I just get head-tapped while I'm fucking taking a duel. That, they're, no, they're... You, you start trying to run and gun someone, as soon as you peek the angle, you're head-tapped. Yeah, that is the biggest problem when you start I don't, I don't know if I have ever tried to start running and gunning someone. What, At least what I have not mean? tried to do that in a very long time. Well, what else do you... How do you, you get close to them? You just yourself running and gunning, Mr. Wait, are you already, you like... Are you previously visible to them and they just weren't <laughs> shooting you? Like, you have to appear from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but like, there's a difference. There's a difference between me, like full fucking sprinting at them, and then me trying to swing a corner to take a duel. There's well, a you very have to swing difference. from somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Full fucking sprinting assumes that you were always in in like view of them. In which case, you would already be dead. Like you have to appear from somewhere. Yeah, but I'm gonna like stop and like try to take the shot. I'm not just gonna keep running across. Wait, what? What? What are, what, what are, what you, are you meaning? What are you talking gun? about? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I'm saying if you are running gunning someone, but I'm not right? running and gunning someone. But you just said what? You just said you were. Okay, okay. So let's say I am. Let's say I am. Okay. Let's say, let's I am. say you okay. are let's, running and gunning let's get someone. Some definitions yeah. down, right? I think of running gunning as I am full moving while holding down the trigger of my gun. That yeah. is what running and gunning is to me. I, I, so I have my doesn't I play have into my the fingers, equation. Okay. I have my fingers on W D or W A and mouse one is fully depressed. Yes. yes. That's what I would consider running and gunning. Yes. Yeah, so, so you are you doing that. But when did that start fast. happening? When did that start happening? Uh, probably, before a... I re- probably before I rounded the corner. 
Yes, and so when you round that corner, did you peek an angle? Yes. And then they had tap you, as yeah, if you I'm were peeking any other angle. Okay, but like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, because I don't run and gun down angles, I, I peek an angle, you and then cast, I, I'm counter-strafing. Now you're completely going against the thing that you said, like, ten seconds ago. No, I, so no, I, I'm explaining what I'm doing, not what the whole running and gunning situation is. The whole running and gunning situation is a whole other topic. So what you're saying is you just tap into the Matrix real quick and unlock your Neo abilities, and you're just no, dodging no, I'm bullets saying I don't, right. I, no, 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 I don't, I don't run and gun. Really good. Because I don't run and gun, Great. I get head-tapped a lot in silver. I'm saying maybe if I did run and gun, I would probably die a fuck ton more, but I don't think I'd get one-tapped anywhere near as frequently. Well, but you're still... You still sometimes do. You, I'm not, I'm not yeah, saying every you, time I try to run and gun, I get head tapped. It, in the same way, every time I peek an angle, better. I don't get one tapped. But a lot of times when I peek an angle, I get one tapped because they're holding that angle. And in those same circumstances, if I were about to run and gun them, I would still get head tapped. Yeah, this whole conversation stemmed from us talking about the Spectre and where it's useful. The point is that, yes, it is good at run and gunning. But it's not like you can run and gun someone with the Spectre and be at a decisive advantage over them because they can still head tap you before you can kill them. That was my point. Whereas with the Bucky, if so, if you peek someone at close range and you pull the trigger, you know, before they do, it doesn't matter if they have their crosshair on your head because you get that kill immediately. It's reaction time. Right, there. right. It's not like, because with, with a running gun strategy, you have to hit them multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Before they hit you once in the head, assuming they're on a full buy. Well, if I'm but running, with a bucky at a close a... angle, it's it's the same thing. It's like if they're yeah, gonna one tap you, running... it's just reaction time. Yeah, but if I'm running, gunning with a vandal, and I get that head tap, that's well... extremely up to luck. Then, like, <laughs> yeah. unless you're at like two meters away from them, in which case a bucky would have been better because then it's not up to luck. Right, yeah. right. There's a cat in my room looking very cute right now. Okay, well, so do you want to go play with your cat? I don't know. Maybe. Why? I mean, we said we were going to make this a, a shorter episode. Um, yeah. I don't so really I... have anything else to talk about. Um, general game plan is to get a guest for next week. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. all. That's the So look forward to that. Yeah, look yeah. forward to some more Mad Libs. Um, God, those are dumb. <laughs> yeah, they really are. I think so, God, definitely. So stupid. I, I definitely think so, but I think we it's kind of just what we gotta do. We gotta try to improve them in some way so that they're not super boring to listen to. But like I like the idea of it. I still think they're a good idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I was also thinking maybe maybe this we could do like less mad libs and more of like something else, and I thought maybe the something else could be trivia. Or we could maybe substitute the Mad Libs entirely. We can discuss this off podcast, but I think what Cass did like very early on in the podcast, his like trivia game was super cool. And I'm sure there are more places we could go with trivia for our guests that's tailored specifically to them. So I'm considering maybe a little bit of a pivot, but we'll have to see. I was okay. say, let, let us know in the Discord if you, if you like that idea. But yeah, I, actually, do let us know if you like the Mad Libs a lot, if you just were dying laughing listening to them, or if you'd like to see us branch out into something different, whether that's trivia or your own idea. Or if you're a normal person, and you were bored to hell by at least the first Mad Libs, <laughs> then uh, let us know, too. Yes, yes, please do. Uh, and other than that, 
Parting remarks? Mm. All right. Drink with you yeah. later. <laughs>